Welcome to the Few Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Richie, Darren, and Mark. Hey, you know that check I was talking about getting you? I'll get it like sometime in 2019. <laughs> We're trying to help you grow those oranges, man. <laughs> and then they get angry or excited. Doesn't really matter which one, right? And and then they move on to a picture of their friend from high school just had another baby, right? Welcome back to the Few Podcast. Um, my name is Darren. I'm here with Mark and Richie. And I know, um, I guess the biggest story of the week has got to be COVID and how Biden is really, he's really coming on strong. He's going to start, oh wait, no, it's not. It's Afghanistan. Jeepers, creepers. How could you not screw that up any more than what Biden has done? Wait, I, I, I didn't hear anything about it. I thought he did a great job. Oh man! CNN <laughs> gives them five stars, didn't they? <laughs> you know what's bad when CNN doesn't even want to cover it for you. You know they're like, "Well, are, are you going to help get American citizens out of there?" Um, yeah, we'll try. What? We'll try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we were watch. I was watching. Uh, I watched the news conference today. Well, it was it was on it was li- live on one of my podcasts. I watch and. And he didn't mention Afghanistan when he was doing his COVID press conference. Like, not once. And then didn't take any questions. But beyond that, when you switched over to CNN and MSNBC, they were talking about the COVID press conference. Not standing there in bewildered amazement that he did not address anything from Afghanistan. So, so what we're saying is, is that we don't know if it's a super spreader event, the fall of Afghanistan. <laughs> right? It, it, it's well, the, oh. I mean, the hijab I mean, how, is kind how of many a mask. Re- how many refugees do they get under that uh, C-17? 600? 600, yeah. So about the same amount as at uh, Obama's party. Where sixty-one people have reported to getting COVID. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's just really not even a story. Is is how Obama just lies about not having the party, and then sixty-one people come. Or it was more than that. It was like seventy something at last count in Martha's Vineyard come down with sickness. Yeah, yeah. So, but just that six hundred on that on that plane. Uh, they were way overweight, and and it wasn't safe for them to take off. Yet they wanted to get as many people out of there as they could. So, I mean, that again just shows you how brave American soldiers are. Where they were like, "Yeah, this isn't safe," but you know, I, we're not kicking people off this off this plane. Like, we're taking off right now with as many people as we can take. Um, so I mean, that's, I I mean. <laughs> The bravery of uh, of the American soldiers, not so much their leaders, but their sold uh, of the soldiers, um, is something truly to behold. I'm really surprised that they were overweight, though, because don't those things carry like two tanks? I I don't I'm not sure if if those things are, but 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 uh, yeah, they supposedly, from what I had heard, was is that 
um, they were advised to to take people and get them off of that plane, and and um, because of the weight issue and and safety issue, and they were like, "No, we're taking off." On a side so, note, on a side note with the weight issue, Michael Moore was doing a documentary of the airlift. Oh, <laughs> thank thank God, Rosie O'Donnell decided not to be the cameraman. <clears throat> <laughs> Emphasis on man. Anyway, well, uh, we're overweight. We need to take a hundred people off. No, Michael Moore is just back there. What? <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the it's just absolutely insane. I, I just and then and then he gets a question. That's it's not going to be released till tomorrow on Good Morning America, but they released a sizzle reel, of course, about Joe Biden saying, you know, they're asking Joe Biden. So don't you think it was a little it was a little uh, rushed or something like that? Just like there were people falling out of airplanes. Come on, man. That was like four or five days ago. Oh, my God. That was Biden's answer to the question was that was four or five days ago. Now they can't get to the airport, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. The the people can't get to the airport; they're just getting slaughtered in the streets before they get there. And they're es- they're estimating there's there's eighty thousand more people that need to leave the country, something like that. And and there's like twenty thousand U.S. citizens, like U- actual U.S. citizens in the country. A lot of contractors and stuff. Wow. I mean, and they're not—they're not just like you know machine gun contractors. They're like pipe fitters and electricians and stuff. People actually building the country for these people, and well, they're, they're just gonna—they're just gonna leave them there. Yeah. Well, and they weren't told to leave right away. I mean, that's—that's that's how quickly this was. Like this was—it was gonna take ninety was... days. It's gonna take ninety yeah. days at the worst. Yeah. Not eleven. Not two. Not two. I. I. I I really have no words to say just how insane this whole thing is. I mean, you can't you, you can't just leave the country and then just let the people that helped you get slaughtered. You just can't do that. No. I mean, I don't. I think we need to leave Afghanistan. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we need to leave. And the best is is blue checkmark Twitter going. Well, I thought you said you wanted to leave. Trump said he wanted to leave Afghanistan. Aren't you guys happy? That's not the point. You can have the t- same two thoughts in your head at the same fucking time. You can be for the pullout of Afghanistan and anti-killing everybody that helped you in Afghanistan. You can be both. There, There is pulling out and at a withdrawal, and then there is embarrassment, and that's what happened here. And, and I am really kind of sick and tired of hearing, hearing pundits talk about how the Afghan army, well, and pundits, and the president of the United States say that the Afghanis didn't want to uh, protect their protect their country, and so this was inevitable, because basically we had set them up to where, all right, here's the game plan: you guys will protect the country. We're going to continue providing you aid so that the Taliban doesn't take over. Now, let me trust you. This was Trump's plan. All right, this is what Trump had had lined out. Okay, about about the withdrawal. Um, you will continue to to fight the Taliban. We will help fund that fight. We will provide you air support in missile strikes and in and in uh, um, air vac because it's amount it 
it's very, there's a lot of mountains in Afghanistan, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're stuck out someplace, you know, a quick evac um, to, to save your people is much needed. So we provided out this plan and we said, this is what it's going to be. We're going to let the contractors uh, still, still in your country to help you fix the planes and the helicopters and, and the Humvees. Uh, but all the military presence will be gone, right? That was the plan. And then Biden, like a f- moron, goes, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. But what about the contractors to keep the planes up and going and the, and the helicopters up and going? Nope, I'm pulling them out too. So you're not going to provide us any support. We haven't been paid in seven months, and we can talk about where that money went. Uh, we haven't been paid in seven months. We don't have enough ammunition, enough people, and and you expect us to keep fighting the Taliban knowing that they will overrun us at some point. Yep. Great plan. It would be like, and they changed it in the in the in the middle of at the last minute. You know, they never said, okay, well, I tell you what, this is what we'll do. We'll help beef up your ground forces if we're not gonna if if we're not going to give you air support, right? They didn't do anything like that. They just pulled out. Fifty thousand Afghan soldiers have died over the last seven years. In this conflict, you know there were people who were fighting. It's not a it's not a coincidence or a mistake that American soldiers are upset and and emailing their congressmen and and news pundits and whoever else will listen to say we need to get these interpreters out there. We need to get these soldiers out of there. They fought bravely beside us. These people were fighting for their home, and then you have and then you have people like well if they weren't going to protect it. No, we told them we would stand there right with you and we're going to pull out all of our military presence. We're going to provide you, we're going to provide you some much needed support, but that's it. And, and then we just said, well, fuck you. Well, we didn't. Biden did. Or whoever's handling Biden. I don't think Biden knows what's going on. I, I mean, the rest of the world has just got to be looking at us like, what the hell's going on? And then Justin Trudeau comes out and says, Oh, I had a great talk with Hillary Clinton about this whole Afghanistan thing. Oh, my God. Like, really? Hillary? You you talked to Hillary Clinton. You didn't talk to Biden. And then a bunch of other world leaders basically said, oh, or Biden basically came out and said, oh, I haven't talked to any world leaders about this. Yeah. Haven't talked to anyone else. This was my decision and my decision alone. But if you want to blame somebody, Trump made this deal. With you the know. Taliban for for May fourteenth. Oh, and speaking of, it's come out there. There's been a there's been a sensitive sensitive but unclassified document that came out, an action memo from the Secretary of Defense, basically saying that Trump had a contingency and crisis bureau set up to protect um, the people of Afghanistan if if something like this were to happen. And two months ago, the Biden team basically said, "Ah, oh, we don't need this." So all of this, oh, Trump, Trump's the one who did it. Yeah, that's Trump had a uh, Trump had a whole plan set up to co- combat this from happening. And Biden said, eh, don't worry about that. And there's there there are federal documents that say this. You know, what's also funny about this is, you know, they, so they were talking about, well, how many more American soldiers lives are worth 
worth to stay in Afghanistan, right? And and that's a valid point. And then somebody points out, well, we haven't lost an American soldier in Afghanistan since February of 2020, which is still horrific anytime we lose an American soldier. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to, to downplay a loss of a life. But when you talk about that is 18 months ago that we haven't had an American casualty. Okay, so what changed? Well, Trump had said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull out, and we're going to pull out by a certain date, and I'm going to draw a line in the sand. And if you cross that line, we will bomb you like we have never bombed anyone before. We will blow up the caves that you are in. We will just get rid of the mountainside. You know, like if you cross this line, and I don't care for what reason, humanitarian aid, whatever it is, I will blow the shit out of you. And they didn't kill an American soldier for 18 months then. So that's the difference between strength and senile weakness. Well, I mean, either. I mean, even so, I mean, people, everybody was saying Trump is Trump is crazy. Trump's a madman. He could do anything. Well, that's the point. (laughs) That's the point. You fuck with us. He could do anything. And by you know, Biden's not going to do anything. Biden's just going to sit there, uh, sit on his thumb. And I mean that in every sense of the word. He's going to sit on his thumb yeah. and do nothing. And then probably suck it afterwards. Because he's a loser. He's a loser. He's always been a loser. He was in the Senate when Saigon fell. He'd been in the Senate two years. He was in the Senate when the Iranians took the, Iranians took the hostages. He's in the he's been in the Senate and he's been in public life for every single American disaster pretty much. Of our, of our own making. I mean not Pearl Harbor, but he's probably close by. <laughs> but I mean Yeah, you know, I got I got a great idea to get rid of the Taliban. It's real simple. Just tell Hillary Clinton that they have dirt on her. <laughs> <laughs> every single one of them will commit suicide tomorrow. <clears throat> <laughs> And suddenly Biden will give her uh, a rats because maybe maybe Trudeau was was trying to send us a message. I had a great talk with Hillary Clinton about this. You mean the president? Yes. The president, Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Maybe 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 this is it. This is what her presidency would have been like. Just failure after failure after failure. Yeah, and then so now Biden's going back to his house in Delaware because he can't sleep very well in the White House. That was his you, reasoning. Wait, like he's not at the White House right now? No, he's going back to. Well, he's either he's either not at the White House or he's going he's leaving soon to go back to Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware, so that he can live in his basement. Well, remember when the the Dems were all pissy because, um. <clears throat> Trump's Trump. son, uh, what's the youngest one? Donald? No, his Eric? youngest son. Barrick? Barrick? No, oh, the Baron. Youngest, Baron. Yeah. <clears throat> they stayed in New York so he could go to school there, and there was a big, you know, the de- well, look how much money we're wasting on security now, because now we've got security in the White House and security in New York. Oh, jeez. Well, now we got the same problem. <clears throat> Well, I mean, we got to secure Barack Obama, and he's what, six houses now. Yeah, yeah. nine, nine, probably, probably ten. 
I mean, at least they're secluded yeah. on on his own private island in peninsulas in Martha's Vineyard in Hawaii. So they're well, not as I hard to get, secure. I suppose they got to um, build up the walls, though, too, for the rising ocean. That's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. He's because so worried. Global, because of global warming? I mean, climate change? I mean, he, bullshit. What are these... <laughs> What do these Democrat voters think was going to happen? The guy didn't come out of his fucking basement for the entire election, and you expect him to come out during a crisis? Yeah. I mean, what did you expect? I mean, I never want to hear anyone, and, and, and I'm not a huge George W. Bush fan, right? But I don't want to hear anyone bitch about how he didn't leave that book reading. Um right away anymore i mean, I mean I, he I, wanted I to really finish don't. the book he wanted to know what happened no come on no you gotta like, ask LeBron, lebron james has read a lot of books he probably would have told him what happened hang <laughs> 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 um no but but like he took a second to try to figure out all right what should we do he took like literally 30 seconds biden took i don't know what Seven days to oh wow, this is a major fuck up. Well, it, was, it was Monday. They 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 got to Kabul on Friday and it was Monday, so it was like three days. And it's only been uh, two days since the people fell out of the plane, so he can't even count, right? Like I I just just watching the watching the videos and people comparing it to Saigon. Yeah, Saigon was two years after we left militarily till the the communists decided that they wanted to take Saigon and turn it into Ho Chi Minh City. It was two yeah. years after the United States left, and there were very few people that they had to take out. I mean, it was there was a substantial amount, but they got a. I mean, I believe they got most of them out. I, I'm not really up on my history that much on Saigon, but comparing it to people getting run over by C-17 cargo planes because they're trying to grab onto them. I mean, it's night and it's not even close to the same thing. It's not even fucking close. I mean, there's people, there's people that are jumping into moving cargo planes into the wheel wells where they, there's almost no chance they're going to survive, but that's better than staying and getting your head chopped off or getting a Colombian necktie or whatever the hell they do over there. Well, normally what they do, just so that there is no um, no mystery of what's going on right now, the Taliban is going door to door, pulling people out, saying, "Oh, you were you fought with the U.S." They shoot the male in the head, and then if there's any women or children, they're raping them. So, um, and then probably killing them or giving them a life of slavery. Men, women, children, you know. Women and children, basically. That that's what's going on right now, um, and that's what's going on with with these. With, I I hate to say the word people, um, but but I mean that is what's going on. And, yeah, and, and, then, and God forbid you're Christian. Happen. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, if you're Christian, you're screwed. I mean, you're really screwed. Yeah. Uh, it's. At, it's ridiculous. I mean, we are responsible for for those people. You know, we they put our their trust in us. And and let's, and let's not forget that 
Twitter is allowing the Taliban leader on on, but Donald Trump is cannot be on Twitter. And I, you know, I just saw on on Twitter exactly why Trump was Trump was removed according to Twitter. On January eighth, twenty twenty one, President Donald Trump tweeted. The 75 million great American patriots who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Shortly thereafter, the president tweeted, To all of us who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. Those two tweets. And then here's Twitter's response. Due to the ongoing tensions in the United States and the uptick in global conversation regarding the people who violently stormed the Capitol on January 6, 2021, these two tweets must be read in context of the broader events in the country and the ways in which the president's statements can be mobilized in different. So they banned him for those two tweets. Well, they are terrorist tweets now. I mean, this is ridiculous. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Let's. How about we go for that? How about we figure that out? Or how about we? How about we suspend the guy who is like, women are property, and and I'm going to I'm going to female castrate uh, uh, my wife because I wouldn't leave my apartment unlocked. You're gonna have and, to um... provide a little more context on that one, Mark. Uh, well, in Islamic law, they like sew up a woman's private parts um, to make sure that she doesn't uh, cheat on him when he's away. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I've I've seen a documentary on that. Yeah, it's horrific. Um, didn't the CEO of Twitter say something about we're gonna? Didn't he tweet something about besting out all the make America great and, and eradicating them? I don't know. Yeah, like Jack Dorsey talking about re-education camps. We're going to have to get these people who voted for Trump into re-education camps. Yeah, it was something. Yeah. Well, and then he tweeted out some libertarian thing like not too long ago, which was interesting because maybe he's turning around to realize that the media is stupid and, and you know, realizing that he's completely wrong i doubt it but... i i think he's a moron a more a moron drug addict so well maybe, but, maybe but but mark he's worth a lot of money <laughs> didn't you so, know that's the only thing that that matters like when you it doesn't matter how bad of a human being you are you know if you're worth a lot of money you're cool <laughs> it means you're better than everybody else. Yeah, you must be watching the Wolf of Wall Street too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just if if Trump was in office and all of this happened and he did this, he would there would be no support for him. He would be not supported by Republicans and not supported by Democrats. He would have been impeached by now. And I would have fallen. I would have been calling for his impeachment when you when you when you fund our enemies and give them weapons that can hurt us down the line and leave our border wide open and then ruin our economy. I would be saying impeach him, impeach him now. Okay. They they left tanks 
Blackhawk hell Blackhawk helicopters. That's hard to say without it sounding bad. Um, and then uh, um, you gotta you gotta slowly say it. Black Hawk uh, helicopters. Uh, biz- you know missile launchers. Uh, I mean a cache of weapons. I, I, I and, and not to mention. Oh, you know how I was saying that the the tele, um, the Afghan soldiers have not been getting paid for the last seven months. Well, it's really kind of odd that all of a sudden the the Afghan president had a hundred and sixty nine million dollars in cash when he left. Hmm. Yeah. Wonder where that came from. I heard he I heard he had it hidden in his mattress. <laughs> oh, it was it was in his freezer, like the guy from New Orleans, William <laughs> Jefferson. Get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have no. I mean, there's just no words for how massive. I mean, what's been worse than what than this? I mean, you could, you could say the Iran hostage thing was worse, but I mean, it really wasn't. I mean, they took the hostages, and he just wouldn't stand up to them. Uh, I'm trying to think of what was worse. I mean, I can't think of anything that's been worse in American history, like as poorly managed. Um, yeah, because I, you know, when I was thinking about it, I, I mean, this is really kind of Saigon and um, Iran kind of wrapped up all together. Really, well, we we don't know how this is going to turn out, though. I mean, this could turn into a hundred thousand dead. I mean, this could oh. be mass genocide. I, I think, yeah, I think it's probably worse than that. I think, I think that that's a low ball. I, I if you're if you're thinking of the complete fallout of this, because, you, so here here's how dumb our leadership is. Uh, did anyone else see the the threatening letter they sent to the Taliban? <laughs> but they sent it UPS, you know, registered mail, yeah. so. Yeah. That means it's serious. That that means they got it for sure. So they know that they read it. Did you, and then, Rich? Did you see this at all? Uh, no. So so the the U.S. State Department wrote up a letter saying that to the Taliban, they demand that they respect women and that they have let them have equal rights. An equal representation within their new government, and that they better use the right pronouns, and the, and not kill, you know, members of the uh, of the LGBTQ plus community, right? Um, and I'm sitting here going, "Are you are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, you think that these guys actually one are going to listen to you?" Too, you think they care about any of this? Yeah. What 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 are we gonna do about it? Like well, seriously, we're not, we're not gonna give them aid, Darren. We're not gonna give them any aid if they don't if they don't listen to us. And we're so freeze, they better just we're gonna freeze their the, bank accounts too. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not like they weren't just living in caves two weeks ago, or that they're getting two trillion dollars from China. That I mean, is going to fund terrorists, terrorism in in our country. 
Worst we can do is bomb them into two weeks ago where they go back to living in caves. I, I mean, like, like they were they were literally living in caves two weeks ago, and they seriously expect that there's anything that we could say to them that would not make them kill women and children. Yeah, and those are kind of lucky ones. Is this kind of along the line of when uh, Russia was hacking all our companies, and Joe said, "Okay, these are the fourteen you can't." <laughs> you better <laughs> not free to the rest. You, you know, know. Feel, feel feel free to you know hack everybody else, but leave these fourteen alone, okay? Because <clears throat> I'm a and, tough and, guy. And you know what, Rich? If he <clears throat> does hack one of those fourteen, he's super seriously thinking about possibly putting sanctions on them. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, and and you're right, Darren. These guys were in caves two weeks ago, right? And now they're getting buff at the gym. It's scary. <laughs> I I saw that workout video. Rich, do you do reps like that when you go to the gym? I sure don't. With that ten pound bar above my head. Woo. Yeah, but they 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 got the towel wrapped around their head, you know, like <laughs> kebab or whatever that's called. So it actually. You know, helps them burn more calories that way. So, wow, mate, yeah, there you go. The Taliban workout. We don't know how to use these ellipticals. <laughs> oh, and then they were they were at an amusement park, and then they and then they made fun of uh, Joe Biden by getting ice cream and getting yeah. pictures taken. <laughs> we're, we're the laughing yep. stock guys. Our country right now is is the world's laughing stock. Yeah, when when the Taliban is taking pictures with ice cream cones, it, it's bad. Yeah. So. Or or that China uh, sends a message to Taiwan. Oh, look at those Americans aren't going to save you if we decide to invade you. Uh, it's going to go pretty quick. We're going to kill a lot of you. So. Just remember this. Remember if next time that we tell you to jump and you decide that you're not going to do it, America ain't going to save you. Yeah, their their message is basically you you you, you can surrender now. You can surrender now and you can live or you can, you know, wait a couple of weeks and die. And the Americans aren't going to do anything about it. So, good luck. Yeah. I don't know. We need to move on cuz this is too depressing. So, uh President uh, Dementia came out and held a news conference today where he didn't mention anything about his royal fuck-up in Afghanistan. And that's all his, his alone, him and Kamala. Kamala, I can't believe she didn't do anything about it, but she was probably on board. Now she's backpedaling, whatever. But he comes out and holds a news conference where he says, oh, we need to... We need we need to basically get everybody vaccinated. People who aren't vaccinated are assholes and probably should be put into labor camps. And oh, not only that, but we're going to authorize vaccine boosters for eight months after you got your first vaccine because you know the first ones worked so great. You know we didn't see this coming that we needed vaccine boosters. And not only that, but anybody who uh, anybody who tries to prevent people from wearing masks in schools, like the governors. Well, we're going to sue them into oblivion and, you know, they're bad people anyways, so who cares? 
where does this like where does this end like this is america you can't force me to wear a mask first of all if i don't want to wear a mask this is this is the united states of america I, it's my right to not have to wear a mask well arnold schwarzenegger says fuck your freedom so, well arnold schwarzenegger and... can go back to austria where his parents were fucking nazis yeah yeah, I think he lost uh, about half of his uh, fan base this week with that one. <clears throat> yeah. I, Fuck your feed arms. Yeah, that's exactly what Hitler said. Your, your good buddy Hitler. Yeah, that's, you know, where Hitler came from? Austria. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and Darren, that, I thought you were, were going to move on to something better after Afghanistan because it was bringing down the room. So now you're going to say about how fucked we are here in our own borders and our own country? Well, I mean, you guys are. I'm, I think I'll be fine in uh, the great uh, democratic state of South Dakota where we actually have freedoms still. Oh, we got freedoms. Yeah, freedom to wear the, a mask. Uh, yeah. The land of rocks <laughs> and cows. We... we that should be our new state name when we secede from the cities. This great state of rocks and cows. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah. I mean, if this if this whole like last week is not an eye opener to some people, I don't know what will have to happen because uh this I mean the people who you who were demonized because they were stupid and didn't know anything and you know were reckless everything that 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 donald trump did said it's all right it's it's the it was the right policy locking down was the wrong policy mm-hmm. um going after the vaccine was the right policy and he got the vaccine right he got the vaccine yeah. quicker than anybody else would have i mean it's insane so then now, if you don't want to take the vaccine, which is your complete right, you're getting demonized because it's not tested one. It's never, I mean, it was tested quickly. I don't know. And then, yeah. and then now there's videos coming out of Australia of them giving vaccines to kids, like forcing kids to take vaccines. Oh, and um, yeah, the the parents aren't allowed to be there with the kids. And then, and then, I mean... People don't understand what's going on outside of America, too. You know, like, somebody was saying to me, oh, these lockdowns and all this stuff and and all these rules, I think I'm going to move out of the country. I'm like, okay, well, where are you going to go? And they're like, I don't know, like, Australia? And I was like, (laughs) oh, my God, you need to, you need to, like, read read the news a little bit more. Why? What's hilarious is New Zealand didn't have a COVID case for like 160 days because they locked the entire country down and didn't let anybody in or out. And New Zealand's a small island nation. Mm-hmm. And they, they, had, they had one COVID case, so the entire country is being locked down. One case. <laughs> the entire country is being locked down. And the prime minister basically said, don't even go outside to talk to your neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk so, to people. Well, and then Australia did... Um, did you guys hear hear what they're doing about these um, uh, COVID tracers? Uh, no. Oh, so they had a news conference and they 
this guy who is arrested because he should have been in his home due to the COVID tracers. So they did a wellness check and he wasn't there. So then they started going door to door looking for this guy. And when he showed up in his car and they asked him where he was and he said, well, I went out for a drive to get some fresh air because I've been cooped up. And they said, well, you broke quarantine. So they they gave him a fine and arrested him for for breaking quarantine for going out to drive by himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, does you are not. Oh, I mean, it, uh, why would you, why you would want to drive when the steering wheel is on the wrong side of the car is beyond me. But I mean, it's still your freedoms. Yeah, yeah. I, I think kind of what the funniest. I mean, the maskers and the vaccinators are just. Like, like the forced people, like you're going to go do this is just comical to me. <laughs> I saw this story in the Hill where it's supposed to be like a puff piece on like people who are vaccinated. I'm guessing I have no idea, but it's it's hilarious. It's morbidly hilarious. A woman's fully vaccinated father died of COVID-19 oh. with her with her saying she can't imagine how much more he would have suffered if he had not gotten the vaccine. How worse it could have been. How much worse could it have gotten if he didn't get the vaccine, but he died from the disease that he was vaccinated for? for. Like, are we fucking, go- have we gone mad that you're thinking to yourself, I'm glad he got vaccinated because it would have been worse. Yeah, dying. Then die. (laughs) What? How could he have not died? I mean, at the best, he would have died faster and probably suffered less. I, I, I have no words. (laughs) I mean, like, how could you be that? Think about this. When you think about this, Darren, I want you to also think about the whole process. One. Somebody had to let the news know about that that story. He did. A reporter. I know. Hold on. I I just want you to realize. Second, the reporter had to go, that's a really good story and a really good angle to take that had he not been vaccinated, he would have suffered. Three, an editor went, this is a great story. This is going to reach a lot of different people. And they probably have an editor's room where there was probably five or six different departments talking about this reporter's story, and they all went, you're right, this is good. This isn't one dumbass just writing a weird one-off story. This is a whole room of dumbasses going, I agree with this story, and we should move forward with it. <laughs> so, so in the middle of the article, according to Jan Patterson, idiot, an infectious disease specialist at UT Health, Rodriguez was right in her assessment that her father would have suffered more if he had not been vaccinated. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention website, there is some evidence that vaccination may make illness less severe for those who are vaccinated and still get sick. Uh, he died! <laughs> like, wh- I don't... It doesn't make any sense. You still end up in the same spot. There's no way that you're suffering less. 
If anything, you're suffering more for longer. I... I don't... Sorry, maybe the vaccine killed him. <laughs> well, you know, I... Well, maybe... He, may, he did have congestive heart, heart failure, which is one of the symptoms, one of the side effects. Or, or you know, he coughed, and his daughter, who had the life insurance on him, was like, he's a goner. Put the pillow over it. Oh, he can't breathe. Damn COVID. Damn COVID. <laughs> oh, I just, I, I just, I have, I have, like, are people really that dumb? I mean, seriously. Are, yes, are we? Yes. Oh, no, yeah, God. we're gone. We're gone as a society. People, I mean, people, people don't have time. Go ahead. Go. Well, no, people don't have time to read any of this or. They just read the headline, oh, vaccinated man. And and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I'm I'm saying people are people are busy. People are used to having trust in this in in with with these people. So they read that headline and they go, Oh god, that's scary. Just like the headline that was down in Florida when they were like just before school opened, three teachers died of COVID. And you think, Wow, that's that's pretty scary. You know, that um that you know, oh, they all were in very bad health and in a high breakout area and and older. Well. Yeah, I I just, people no longer think for themselves. But the problem is people no longer think for themselves. And they don't realize how stupid reporters are. How absolutely yeah. stupid they are. Because now reporters are like the experts. If you watch any news program, it's a reporter who reports on a subject. And then when you get into, then when you start seeing these reporters that's report on a subject that you know, and you realize how stupid they are, and how they don't actually know anything about this subject, but they went to Columbia Law, uh, Columbia Journalism School, so you know they're smarter than you, so you know they're a lot smarter about the subject. I, I can't remember who it was. I think it was somebody who was like lecturing Doctor Drew on medicine. I would think it was. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like a reporter who was like lecturing somebody who actually was in the field. And they're like, but I don't think you understand. I report on this. And the guy's like, well, I am an economist. Like, that's what I do. That's right. Stein. Yeah. I don't know. You guys got any more on the COVID subject? I, I'm done. Never going to go away. People just need to realize that and move on with your life. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're Best never going we're never gonna stop a disease when we vaccinate every single human being that can be transmitted through non-human beings. Uh, well, there. I mean, and, and my thing is, okay, this supposedly started with one person, right? Randy mm-hmm. Marsh. <laughs> and I'm worldwide is affected now, like. 600 million? I, I don't know what the number is. More yeah. than that. So, it's probably got at least be a billion, I would think. So how are we going to get back down to zero if it started with one person? I don't know. Yeah. Well, one person leaving it out in a lab. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I, I that, figured out... That, that guy that was talking at the Mount Vernon school was saying that you know, animals can get it. So, how are we gonna? And animals can transmit it to people, apparently. 
So mm-hmm. are we gonna vac are we gonna vaccinate every single animal on Earth too then? Yeah. And you're and you're gonna have to change that vaccine to work with that biology, right? Like you can't yeah. get you know, so not only are we gonna have to come <laughs> up with, you know, go through the operation warp speed to get the human vaccine, now we're gonna have to do operation warp speed two for the 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 pigeons and warp speed three for the armadillos and warp speed four through you know like it's it's insane alexa mm-hmm. set a reminder to buy some pfizer stock tomorrow why what happened they make the vaccine oh i thought you were gonna say that uh they they came out with like everyone has to get a booster shot or it's mandatory <laughs> well that's pretty much it too yeah all right well Moving on, um, so uh, stars don't want to leave their kids some money? Yeah, so, you know, this is um, this is something that, that's been kind of being a trend, and, and recently it, you're starting to hear about it more and more. But I, I think the first time I heard about it, George Lucas, um, you know, kind of came out and, um, you know, years ago, and George Lucas is worth, like, Ten billion dollars, um, you know, for pulling Star Wars out of his head, um, and and so somebody had asked him, you know, what what are you leaving to your kids? And he said, nothing. I'm not going to leave anything to them. I'm rich. They're not. You know, like I'm not going to leave anything uh, to them because I want them to grow up and have to work for what they need. You know, and you know, when I first heard that, I was like, you know, that, that makes sense. It, it's it's your money. If you don't want to leave it to your kids, I, I guess you don't, you don't have to. And now more and more stars are coming out and saying like, um, you know, Ash and Kersher and Mia Kunis said that they're not leaving any money to their kids. And Tom Hanks just recently came out. It might be why his son is, is ranting on TikTok, um, saying that he's not going to leave his kids any money. Like he's going to give away uh, a majority of his fortune, um, and so are, so are a lot of other people. You know that it's not right. I believe for... that allegedly. I believe that Tom Hanks is going to be leaving a lot of money to some people that were on Epstein's island. Allegedly, <laughs> but um, they 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 a lot of stars are coming out and saying like this is this is the new trend of like. You need to give away all your money. It's not right for somebody to become rich and then people to, after them to become rich. Like, you know, at a certain point it becomes obscene and, and it, it's really just a horrible way to raise your kids. And I really stopped and um, was thinking about it this week. And, I, and I'm like, but isn't that the isn't that the trade-off? Like Tom Hanks was probably not around for his sons um you know all that much i mean i'm sure that they came to visit him on sets but i'm i'm betting he was gone for a long a long lot of time you know like so do a lot of people who are like ceos i mean i'm i'm sure donald trump was a great father but i also bet he wasn't there all the time right because he was a business well plus tom hanks was in the caribbean Uh, allegedly allegedly You're talking about Castaway, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, him, and Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but you know, like that's the trade-off. You know, like if you're going to be, 
you know, very successful, and I'm talking about the multimillionaires, um, billionaires, they're probably not going to have a lot of time for family. And, and so, I mean, the least you can do is say, hey, I'm going to try to make it so that my kid's life and my grandkid's life is probably a little bit better. I'm going to help them, you know, get a little foundation money. And, and I'm, I'm still going to instill my work ethic into them. But, you know, I, I, you know, hopefully I strike it rich so that all my future uh, generations after me don't have to worry about money as much, right? Like that's, that's the whole idea. I mean, that's you, you as a parent want your child's life to be better than yours. And that's, and that's really like, that's how, that's how everyone kind of, kind of thinks about it. Right. You know, like, and, and, and when you talk about, you know, generally, you know, in America, it's usually not one generation that all of a sudden, you know, strikes it rich. And then every generation after that does better. Usually it's, you know, one generation does does okay, and then the next generation does better, and the next generation does better, and you pass that success down the line for your for future generations, right? And now all of a sudden we're well, trying. No, go. Well, I, I was just going to add. You know, you talked about Trump being a businessman and being busy. Who who do you think was busier? Um. When he was when he was raising his kids, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Yeah. Well, considering they didn't have a mother, I'm gonna venture a guess oh, that his kids pay spent a lot of time with Joe Biden. Well, it didn't do any good. Up. It didn't do any good because look at Trump's kids, all four <laughs> of them, very successful people, mm-hmm. and then he got Hunter Biden. Boom. Almost like. <laughs> Donald Trump was an example for his kids to work hard yeah. and good things happen to where Joe Biden was the example of look at daddy getting money from people just because daddy's daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yep. So didn't mean to didn't mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to add that. <clears throat> no, no, yeah, it's a great point. Um but and and that's but I mean that's what I'm just saying is it's like this is another part of the American dream that people are slowly trying to strip away because of they're trying to say that, Oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. If you leave money for your kids, like they didn't earn it. That's not, that's not good for them to get money that they didn't earn. No, they did earn it. They were part of your family. You're part of their legacy. It's for you to to either be like, well, I'm not going to be a dumbass with this money, and I'm either going to grow on it and grow in the business, or or do something successful with it, or I'm going to squander it, and there goes your legacy as well. So I mean, it's it it is this idea that you know I I get you don't want to be a, a quote unquote trust fund baby where you never have to hold a job in your life, but you also don't want to be you also don't want to say to your kids. Well, I'm rich. You're not. You go out and get a you go out and get a job and and make your own way. And I'm not going to help you at all. You know, it's it's it it's trying to strip away the American dream because you think it's horrible that some people don't have those same advantages. Well, some people don't, and they still turn out really great, and and that's fantastic. But some people, some people, 
this is how they become successful is each generation gets a little bit more successful or a little bit more um, down that, down that road. And, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with future generation, you know, past generations helping out the generations now. Well, I think this is kind of a moot point because most people are already grown when their parents are, you know, retired. So like Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher's kids are going to be probably when they die are probably going to be in their fifties. So it's not going to matter because they've already built their nest egg and they've already probably soaked up enough of their parents money to make a, make a comfortable life for them. So most of the time this probably doesn't even matter or doesn't make any, no mind to anybody. Cause well, that... Tom, Tom Hanks's kid is already rich. So it doesn't matter. It's moot. So they're, 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 they're basically standing on their ivory towers talking about how they're better than you when they're really not. And they're just, they've already given their, a lot of money to their kids. Yeah. I just think, I just mm-hmm. think that it it's, it's a, it's trying to affect the American dream. But why would you work hard? Because really if, if you're going to work hard, you should just give away your money anyway to, to, a, to somebody, to somebody else, which I don't understand why giving your money to a stranger is any different than giving your money to a, to your kid, you know, um, you know, it, it, it makes no sense to me. I, I feel like it's a socialist agenda. And I think that we're probably going to start to hear more and more of this of like, it's another attack. 100% inheritance tax. Like they've always wanted to do. Yeah. Because it, you know, let's make it law that, that you can't pass this money on to your kids because it's immoral. Well, I mean, they're doing it. The, the farmers are really worried about that too, because they're trying to raise the tax on, you know, handing the family farm over and it's basically just going to bankrupt them. And the big farms like Christensen farm will just buy them up and it'll just be become it'll be the Walmart of, of food, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the family businesses that get passed on, that's where the real tax happens because it ends up causing them to have to sell the business to be able to, pay it pay the inheritance which is yeah. stupid anyway um moving on uh the list for uh today is uh the 16 things europeans find totally normal but americans definitely do not so number one underage drinking seems like more of a crime in the u.s in most case kids caught with alcohol in the uk it's just confiscated and poured away yeah well I mean, I guess I mean they'll hand out a minor, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they lock them in jail. I think think kind of the biggest difference is I I think that most other countries people, kids don't drive, so it's probably why it's a little bit of a bigger deal here. Yeah, very true. That's yeah. a good observation. In Germany, looking for an apartment doesn't automatically mean it comes with the kitchen. Ninety percent of the time, they don't have them. Yeah, that's kind of weird. That is strange. Yeah, um, and and just remember, we're about to become Europe as the power shifts w- more west. Um, you know, so th- these might be portents and signs of things to come. You don't need a kitchen. Just here's a broom closet. Live in that. Yeah. Paying for bathrooms. I haven't ever seen this, but that would be interesting. If it if it was nice, I would pay for it. That's in well, Europe. 
Yeah. I think Pike's Peak used to have toilets that you had to put a quarter in. I could be wrong there, but I think that we're hearing that. See, that's just simply un-American. I would piss on their front door. Oh, yeah. In a quarter. Or (laughs) I'd I'd, I'd give the quarter and then leave an upper decker for sure. (laughs) Uh, Almost every car having a manual transmission. When I visited the when I visited Ukraine, I only saw rich people with automatic cars. I'm gonna venture a guess that this was probably a while ago, and they were probably like two cycle pies of shit from the former Soviet Union too. Let's bring that back, though. Yes. <laughs> you wanted to all be manual transmissions. Oh, I'd great. Oh, that'd be great. <clears throat> I love it, and we'd get yeah. better fuel economy too. There you go. My Tesla's a manual. Yeah. Sprint first and then go. Yeah. Um, this doesn't apply to every European country, but prison sentences are a lot shorter. Life in prison without parole is extremely rare, and many countries don't have such sentences. Oh, yeah, you a, know. On a side you know note, that guy, the guy, the guy who shot a bunch of kids in in uh, what was it like Sweden or Denver? Norway? Yeah, yeah, Norway. Norway. He's out. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say the exact same thing. That hey, did you just hear that that guy from Norway that that went to a went to a day camp and just shot a bunch of kids? Well, yeah, he's like all twenty kids now. or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, horrific. At least, at least in Germany, nudity. No one cares if you're naked. No one thinks no one thinks it's even sexual to be naked unless you're having actually having sex, and no one makes it weird in general. It's just not an issue. I just remember yeah. that Euro, Euro trip, <laughs> happy <laughs> juice. <laughs> but but that's that's the problem with Germany. Germany is so effed in the head that that you know they yeah nudity doesn't even register on their radar. But then they have to go so far above and beyond that it's like oh yeah shit porn that's normal. Why you know like what you Americans are so um so inhibited. What what's wrong with this? You know, mm-hmm. where I live in Europe, Luxembourg, voting is mandatory, and you ha- and you can get fined for not voting in an election. Well, I believe that that's communist. Yeah. <laughs> do, they, do they make you vote for a certain party too? Yeah, I think if you're stupid and you don't know who to vote for, you shouldn't vote. This, or, uh, yeah, want to do jury duty. Like me. And ballot ballot harvesting should be illegal. Exactly. Kissing greetings. Yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, that's gross. Leaving your baby to sleep in a stroller outside, be it at home, on a balcony, garden, or outside at a restaurant. That's weird. Yeah, I think by itself. Yeah. Uh, That's what they're saying. I mean, I guess at home. At home on the deck, if you have a secluded or on the balcony, balcony, yeah, would be okay if you're like just sitting inside looking outside watching it, I guess. But uh, yeah, that seems odd <laughs> until the storm comes. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, also, I mean, when I read this, I pictured like some, some, uh, you know, couple. 
oh, there's the pub. And they just park the kid outside of the pub as they're inside drinking. Is, is Junior still out there? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the amount of people who still smoke, especially in restaurants, nothing like sitting in a beautiful cafe and having someone at the table next to you light up just as your food arrives. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, America still smokes, or the other, the rest of the world still. The rest does? of the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, at least we're smart about one thing. <clears throat> we got that right. Not tipping your server at a restaurant. Yeah, I mean. I hear that there's a few countries that don't do that and they they are not liked in the United States. Hmm. Songs with swear words being broadcast on the radio and TV. Okay. Uh, in France, every beach has naked people on it. No one cares. It's just normal. That's kind of a repeat. As a Czech person, my American wife was blown away that we let kids... Okay, these are just repeats now, so I think we'll move on. Yeah. Um... You guys have a conspiracy or learn something? Well, I we actually on our little trip this weekend we were listening to um, Dateline. Uh, just like they put the Datelines on the podcast now. Yeah. <clears throat> so they did the um, John McAfee one, and while I thought he probably got killed after listening to that, the dude was pretty freaking nuts. So he he might have killed himself and just left the note just to just to mess with people. So <laughs> yeah. Well, he they, did like, say like, he did say that if if Bitcoin wasn't up to a million dollars by 2020, I think he said he was going to eat his own dick. So he might have just killed himself <laughs> for that reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had, they showed an interview they had with him, and the guy was a great salesman. I mean, he could have been a, I don't know why he couldn't keep his head on straight and just go and went and sold cars. Cause he, he was, he was full of it. Um, but just listening oh. to him was, I mean, he was, he was crazy. LSD is <clears throat> a hell of a drug, Richie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. And he was, he was sleeping with 16 year olds down in, um, whatever America country somewhere. Was. Yeah. Belize, yeah. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, Belize. There you go. Because it's uh, it's legal down there, and he he had no problem with it. Oh yeah, you know, they have consent. So he had like a mini army down there. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty I'm nuts. Yeah. yeah, he's a he was crazy, but that was the only thing I I learned this week. All right. Well. Moving on to the top five TV characters. Um, I'll start. My number five is Charlie Kelly from uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a funny guy. <clears throat> I still think uh, I still think on the, Raven, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say I still think the funniest episode was when he's going on a date and they tell him to say that he's a philanthropist, and he goes. You know, I'm a full-on rapist. You know, kids, old people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I I laugh so hard. My uh, my stomach hurt. Did you know? Did you? I don't know if you know this, but his wife in real life is the waitress. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. All right, whoever wants to go next, I I can go. 
Uh, my number five is Monk from the show Monk. Oh, good one. <laughs> yeah. I I always thought uh, what a great idea for for a detective show. Like, what a fresh spin on it to, to make it to where he has a debilitating mental illness, but yet he is still the, one of the world's greatest detectives. And, and that it almost helps him, you know, it, you know, because he's so super powered in his observation ability that, you know, he could solve almost any crime, but it's also him trying to just get through the world, you know, and, and they gave him such a great story of um, throughout the entire series of him trying to find out his wife's killer. And, and they gave him a really nice ending to that as well. Um and then, you know, it's played by Tony Shalhoub, who is a very talented actor who, um, you know, it, he, you just you just start to really feel for that guy. Yeah, that, that's a good, good pick. All right, Richie, who you got? Uh, I had Tim, the tool man, Taylor. <laughs> My favorite show growing up. He was, you know, it's a cool guy. He had cool cars and wanted to rewire everything so you know he was one of my uh honorable mentions because one i i think that he yeah you're right like he's he's such a great character it's so knowledgeable and um one thing that i that i really liked about that character too is like when you look at sitcoms he's kind of the first uh bumbling lead you know what i mean like he he he's always right and he's always he always does the right thing but like he's not the he's not the father knows best character right like he's the um he's uh i'm gonna mess up but now i'm gonna make up for it right yeah yeah that's a good way to put it for sure all right well my number four is saul goodman from Ooh. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a pretty good character all the way around. He's just an interesting guy and funny. You don't need a criminal lawyer. You need a criminal lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he was he was a great addition to the, um, you know, the Breaking Bad, um, just the show in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. One of those one of those really rare occasions where uh an ancillary character from a show transfers to the lead and it's just as good as the original. Yep. All right, who who do you got, Mark? Uh so my number four is from a show that probably you guys haven't watched, but is really starting to pick up steam with an uh, a cult following following right now. It's uh Delen from Babylon Five. Um, and, uh, what kind of really makes this neat is a little bit of, um, something that I never really kind of thought of, uh, until, until recently, because she was such a cool character as, as everybody is in that cast, um, that, that does a great job. But, um, you know, when in today's world, when you hear about women power, women power, women power, here was somebody in the early '90s um, who who did a character of a very powerful woman, 
And you just never really took it as, oh, well, that's a really powerful woman. You just, that's, that's just a powerful character. You know, it's kind of like, um, um, aliens, right. You know, like when they were like, oh, we wish that we had a, a female action star and well, what, what the hell is aliens all about? Isn't Sigourney Weaver really kind of like an action star? It was the same type of, same type for this person, um, on, uh, on a show in the early nineties and, and just played by a really talented actress. Hmm. All right, Richie. Well, I had, um, debatably the greatest athlete in the history of television in 1966, he scored four touchdowns in one game and won the very last championship trophy that Polk I had the great Al Bundy. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to put but, him on there and I completely forgot. Yeah, he I mean Ed O'Neill is just a funny guy. He's he's really a good actor, you know, and you look back at that character and it was you know, it, it, he was just white trash basically and you know, I don't know. That show was it, it wasn't a show that I watched a lot, but you just got to love, you know, Al Bundy's character. Mhm. So, well, if you go back it's rewatchable too because you can go back and watch it and it's still funny. Like some yeah. a lot of those older shows, they're not really that <clears> funny anymore. You look at Murphy Brown, like that just doesn't hold up at all. Um, and not that it ever was funny in the first place, but like none of the jokes land anymore. You know, and it's all the humor's not there anymore. But yeah. yeah. Well, and so I'll I'll piggy tell. Uh, or piggyback onto on on onto you here, Rich, because that's actually my third choice is Al Bundy too. Um, okay. And and you're right. I mean, he's a football legend. I mean, he took on two tall Jones in the hallway. <laughs> Your knee was down, Bundy. <laughs> you know, the, but uh, again, that that was another breakthrough role uh, of you know. Here's not. You know, every other television show is here's a here's the main character, and they have their life put together, and you and you envy what they have, right? This is what you're striving for. You know, is is the good job, the two cars, the kids that love you, and and so here comes Married with Children and Al Bundy at the center of that. Of uh, your kids hate you, <laughs> your wife uh, tolerates you at best. Um, and yet you do the right thing of going out every single day to a job you hate, and, you know, like, uh, with a car that's broken down, um, uh, that you have to push everywhere. Uh, and, 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 uh, you're just trying to get by when everybody puts you down. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it was a great twist, uh, that a lot of people have tried to replicate throughout the years, but they, they did it perfectly. You know yeah. what the working title uh, for that show was? No, not the Cosby's. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, and then you know, Ed, like I said, Ed O'Neill is just a funny guy. If you guys ever watched Dutch, that's one of my favorite Ed O'Neill movies. Oh. And the that's... the firework the firework scene is absolutely legendary. Um, <laughs> in that movie. So, who do you got for number three, Darren? Uh, my number three is Dwight Schrute. Who is by far the best Ooh. character on the office? Yeah. Uh, any argument to the contrary will be slapped down. 
But yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> just, it's hilarious. The guy is hilarious. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't really think yeah. there's many just kind of non-main characters that are that funny. Yeah, I, I guess he kind of sure. is a main character. There really wasn't a main character on that show. Yeah, it, I, you can make an argument for Jim and Pam, but I mean, there's a lot of episodes where they yeah. weren't even in it. So, but you, you know what I always thought was funny was is that somebody uh, said The Office is a love story or two love stories, first between Jim and Pam, and then between Jim and Dwight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, who do you got for number three, Mark? Or or did you? You already went. Uh, so, it was my number three. Yeah. So. Did you did you do number four then? Uh, yeah, four was Delon. So I I kind of okay. skipped skipped ahead of you because it was the same as Richie. All right, Richie, who do you got? Uh, my number three is the I guess you could say the cartoon version of Al Bundy, which would be Homer Simpson. You know. Oh. <clears throat> well, that, that was a great character. Just, you know, he's funny. That was my number one. So. Oh really? Oh yeah. dang. <laughs> well, Dwight Schrute was my number one. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Homer. Homer is like the best, one of the best characters of all time by far. I mean, it yeah. just The one line you know, from Homer Simpson are just the best. <laughs> God, yes. Um, and like. Every episode of The Simpsons is the same thing. Homer screws up and he has to figure out how to how to make it better. And and it, it just works. It still works. You know, how, how many seasons are they on now? 30 some? Yeah, like 36. Yeah, you know, it's, it, the show is just, it's, I, I haven't watched the newer stuff lately, but, you know, the old ones are just, just classic, so. Seasons, seasons like, I would say three through eight are probably the best best television ever. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said when they when they stopped drawing them and it became computerized that that's almost when the show went downhill a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's still I mean it's still a hilarious show, so I am so smart S M A T. S M R T. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they have the internet on computers now. <laughs> so many, so many, uh, so many great one-liners. And just, or, just or the, so um, funny. the uh, I think it's a um, Halloween episode where he's like, no beer and no donuts make Homer something something. Go crazy. And Marv goes, go crazy? Don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then the act scene in that was, was hilarious too. He's like, here's Johnny. Empty room. I'm Ed Wallace. I'm, you know, no, 60 minutes. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah. My number two is Fraser Crane. Um, you know, something's got to be said about a guy who plays the same character for 22 years. Um, so uh, I always, I always thought it was uh, interesting and, and um, with him and uh, played by Kelsey Grammer. Uh, the, the thing that I, I really find is, is, is good is like when you go back and watch cheers or you watch Frazier, you, you hear some lines and, and he'll say something that, you know, if, if 
if uh, you or I said it, it, would, it wouldn't be nearly as funny as if he said it in the way that Fraser Crane says it, right? And and I found out that that was on purpose because the writers would intentionally write bad lines for Kelsey Grammer um, just to watch him pull it off, and, and uh, it, it was always it was always really interesting. And um, you know, uh, he had a way of not growing as a character. But still, you know, like peeling back different layers to to the same guy. Um, that it, it, I mean, like I said, you know, anytime that you can keep audiences entertained with your character for twenty two years, that's something pretty special. Yep. Yeah. I I never got into that show too much, but you know what I did see of it, I thought he was hilarious. So. Mm-hmm. All right, who who do you have for number two, Richie? I had the most crafty um, TV star of all time, MacGyver. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that show when I was a kid, and, you know, it still holds up to me, at least to to this day, so. The villain was kind of hilarious because it seemed like he was in every episode, Murdoch, which was Mm -hmm. kind of weird that, you know, he was kind of going through man against whatever and then it's always the same guy but you don't always see him which is weird too all right you know what i loved about macgyver is when usa did the macgyver facts like you can you can uh get this door unlocked with a used bicycle wheel some bubble gum and a and a small you know and it's like oh (laughs) you know and they show how macgyver did it it was the writers um, did such a great job with that. And then, you know, obviously Richard Dean Anderson is, you know, just phenomenal in his role. Yep. Minnesota guy, man. Yep. Another yeah. home, another home cooking uh, pick. All right. My number two was Vic Mackey. Probably one of the greatest anti-heroes heroes of all time. He wasn't a good cop or a bad cop. He was a different kind of cop. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that That's just one of the all-time best endings of a show, I think. And uh, it just kind of fit everything. And just kind of a guy battling 15 different things, going 15 different directions. And you can kind of identify with him, but then you can't. He can't and I don't know. What a What a great... Well, spoiler... But what a great payoff towards the end there, where uh, he finally unloads everything, you know, to get immunity. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, you're just watching it, and it's like such a good payoff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, like I said, the ending was probably one of the best, one of the best endings of all time. Yeah, Michael Chiklis is awesome too. I still wanted uh, them to do. Uh, I still wanted them to do a Bob Newhart ending. Where he was not actually there or what? Yeah, like uh, having, you know, because in the early 90s, he he was best known for his role of the commish, an honorable cop that never stood outside the lines. I got you. I got you. That would would be kind of funny. So he just wakes up and he's actually, (laughs) he's actually just a commish and none of that actually happened. Yeah, Rachel, I had the most horrible dream where I was a dirty cop. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. 
All right, that's my list. Uh, you got a number one, Mark? So um, I split my number one and uh, because it's somewhat similar. Um, I put Ron Swanson and Michael Scott at the top. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah, same character pretty much, except just exact opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the the reason why I think that they're so similar is it's like they did their best work in those cut scenes uh, where the where they're talking directly to the camera. Um, and obviously, you know, that became a real big theme in in TV um, was that same kind of shooting style that that the office made famous, but then, you know, kind of moved on to different shows. Um, and, you know, Michael Scott, you know, one liners of the uh, of you know, talking to the camera, like, I'm not superstitious, I'm just a little stitious, you know, like, um, those, or, or, um, Ron Swanson saying, the less I know about people, the happier I am. I once worked with a guy for three years, um, and we never talk still sometimes. Yeah, I, so, Mm -hmm. my dishonorable mention was Michael Scott, just because... It was just so cringy on the show. I think he kind of took away from the show. Like if you're talking was, about Michael was, Scott season one, yes. Season That's one, why they two. Yeah. Well, season one was pretty bad. I mean, if you go back and watch it, like the, the, I think it was the second episode where they do the, where they do the racism training or whatever. Yeah. Diversity day. Yeah. That yeah. was, just, that was bad. I mean, that was just, it was so cringy. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Well, well, that and uh, the episode uh, they always talk about it online. Scott's tots, where he was going to send all those <laughs> kids to, to college. Ooh, that's hard to watch. The best, the best meme is Mister Incredible. You know, like when Scott's tots shows up on Netflix. I can't. I'm just not strong enough. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> so. <clears throat> uh, I had I had a couple of I had actually a few honorable mentions because um I had like three people who you know were like the really stand up drama um you know honorable people um I had Tim the two man Taylor on there too just because I obviously love that character but um I had Duncan McLeod from Highlander because uh you know what you know it is it is really kind of interesting that you have a a tv show that that the fan base kind of went away from the very big movie that was out there that they kind of gravitated gravitated towards this television show and and kind of won over the fans um with the tv series um dr sam beckett from quantum leap because that is a great great show Uh, yes very good show um and then uh Probably, I, I had to throw a Star Trek in there too. Captain Ben Sisko. You know, everyone talks about who 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 do you like better, Picard or um, Kirk? And mine is actually Benjamin Sisko. <laughs> um, I had some honorable mentions also. So my honorable mention is uh, I got three. Uh, Boyd Crowder from Justified, who is probably what's his face his best role. Uh, Walter Goggins. Yeah, Goggins. Yeah, yeah. 
Goggins. That was a really good character. Uh, Jason Mendoza from The Good Place. If you guys have seen that. Have you guys seen The Good Place? Um, yeah. The, the, the mug. Uh, yeah, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they won so the they... Super Bowl. They did? <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's a huge Blake Bortles fan, which is just the funniest recurring thing. Yeah. <laughs> when they get to yeah. the end, you're just like, when they get to the end, you're just like, I got bad news. Blake Bortles was cut from the Jaguars. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and then when they get to heaven and, and they all get pissed off because he, all he does is play Madden and he's always a Jaguars and wins and he wins every <laughs> Super Bowl. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, and then my third was Cameron Howe from Halt and Catch Fire. You guys have ever seen that? That's a really good show. What, what's the show? Halt and Catch Fire. It's kind of a computer show. I don't know. It's it was on uh, AMC, I think. Uh, it like, ran for like four seasons. It's really good. It's just nobody watched it. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah. You got any honorable mentions, Rich? Uh, one. The funniest, it, it's from The Office, Kevin, mm-hmm. um, was my honorable mention. I the, the point where, the episode where Holly went back to see her boyfriend. I can't remember what his name was. JD or something. Yeah. Yep. And she said basically that they had to get engaged or she was going to break up with him. So she comes back and they're all trying to see if her she's got a ring finger on. And Holly uh-huh. flips both ring fingers up like she's flipping them off. <laughs> and Kevin says, hey, right back at you, bitch, and flip, flips her off. <laughs> I don't know if there's a moment. I don't know if there's a moment in the office where I laughed as hard as I did at that at that one little scene. Um, uh, just he he just had the dumbest dumbest things and they were hilarious, you know. And then where he where he decided not to talk in complete sentences, and then he had it took him longer to explain everything than if he would have just done a complete sentence, you know. So, do you know? Do you know the the best meme? that I think ever was, was, um, you know, Kevin has a line in one of the, uh, one of the uh, cut scenes where he talks about, he's a really bad gambler, but if Kobe Bryant ever wins an Oscar, he'll be a millionaire. Yeah. (laughs) Then Kobe Bryant wins an Oscar. They're like, everyone laughed at Kevin, but look at him now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I still think just staying on the office, I think the funniest episode to me was the one where um, Dwight and Andy get into a fight. Oh, that's hilarious. He he tries to run him over with the uh, Prius and they're like, oh, if he stays under five miles an hour, the the motor doesn't start. (laughs) (laughs) No, the best part was when, was when they're getting ready for the fight and like, Dwight is the, he's like grabbing all the weapons. <laughs> They're like going around gathering up all the weapons that Dwight has stashed yeah. around the office. <laughs> and then he puts the note out there saying how he's just going to give up. <laughs> and then he hits him with his <laughs> uh, and then they both then they both find out that that she's they're both she's cheating with both of them. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, she had sex with you too? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious. 
Anyway, all right. So, worst persons of the week. Uh, who do you got, Mark? Uh, I got Leah Kion, is I think is how you say her name. Um, and it was very interesting uh, because I've been hearing a lot of big movements about how we need to have cameras in the classroom because, you know, we have more activist teachers nowadays where even in a uh, conservative bastion of Utah, you have somebody like Leah who gets in front of her class on the first day and starts telling all of her kids, stop listening to your parents. The best thing I ever did is when I realized that my parents are dumb and it, and that really opened up my world. And so then I was able to, um, move beyond. And if you guys ever say anything bad about the LGBTQ community, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Don't even think that you're going to pass my class. Um, and, and luckily one of the students said, well, this is crazy and started taping their teacher as she was saying this stuff. And, um, I mean, good news you have a school board and a, and a school administration that said this is completely unacceptable, and they fired her. Um, they first put her on leave to to investigate, but it was very clear, uh, um, you know, what she was doing, and they fired her. But not, you know, she even had said though, which, which is interesting. She was like, "If you go and complain to the administration about me, they're not going to care. I'm going to retaliate, and your life is going to be even worse." You know, so I mean, like she's threatening her students telling them uh, basically this is how it's going to be. Don't listen to your parents. I'm a cool teacher. If you just listen to me, um, you know, I'll make your lives better. Why don't you guys all just stand on your desk and say, Oh, captain, my captain, um, you know, the, you know, because I'm going to, I'm going to have you not listen to, to authority. And it's, and it was really, it, it is probably one of the best cases that I've seen where, yeah, maybe we do need to have a, have a camera, pointed at the teacher to where uh, parents would have a password where they could go in and say, well, what actually happened where this, you know, what did this teacher say to my kid? Because they seem very upset um, because that could be happening. Yeah. Yeah. She's nuts. Yeah. All right, Richie, who do you got? Well, I had Elon Omar, which I think is about the third or fourth time, but uh, <laughs> uh, she makes it pretty easy. Um, basically, she kind of came out and said that, uh, I don't know how she even said it. I'm trying to find it here, but that Republicans don't want Afghanistan people here because they're going to change the... Uh, um, landscape of politics so there'd be more democrats voting for these nut jobs like her and and she's successful so the republicans are worried about other afghanis being other she's not even from afghanistan but other you know muslims being uh successful so which is total bs they're, they're more worried about the fact that their president is doing a terrible job i think so so well yeah and when you just stuff you know, 600 people on a cargo plane, you don't really know where they came from. You, you yeah, haven't got exactly. a chance to vet them. So there could technically be Taliban in there. You know, you don't necessarily well, know who they are. Does anyone here, would anyone here have a problem with 
Afghan soldiers who worked with us being immigrated over to the United States? No. No. Yeah. I don't I don't I, I, don't. I, I don't have a problem with anybody coming here. As long yeah. as you love America and you and you're willing to work for what you want. That's it. That's all it takes. I don't care if you're Mexican, black, white, purple, green. You know, just there there's like I sent that picture to you guys yesterday. There's people hanging off of an airplane because their country is so bad that they you know, they want to come here so they can prosper. Stop complaining about how bad it is here. These people are are, are basically committing suicide because they'd rather commit suicide than live where they're at. Yeah. Because that's how bad they want to get to America. You know? Like Creed said out of the office, I already won the lottery, baby. I was born in the US of A. Yes. The best line in that show's history. <clears throat> it yeah, I I don't have I, I I haven't heard of a single person saying other than, hey, we need to vet some of these people because we think that Taliban soldiers could be mixed in with with some of these people leaving and we don't want them to radicalize other people here of course that's also the same argument that we're saying we need to secure our border because it's crazy how many people are coming over and and even we have the head of the department of homeland security crying out now saying we need to do something else we need to finish building this wall or we need to get uh, thousands more troops down here because people are just coming over and we have no idea where they're coming from. Um, and, and they're just coming into our country. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's, yeah, it, immigration is good. Immigration is good for everybody. And, it, and, and like you said, Rich, I have no problem with anybody who is wanting to come to America and wanting to have a, a better life. As long as you understand when you cross that border and you say that you want to become a U.S. citizen, you are not, whatever else an american you are american yes <clears throat> and this is kind of off topic but when we were listening to that podcast this weekend they kept playing this commercial for uh i don't remember what the show or what it's called it's another podcast and it's about the guy who sits down experts in different fields and it's like how does this work or whatever i think that's what it was called <clears throat> but uh, this so this little tidbit in this commercial goes off about how this gal goes, you know, a, a white high school dropout is making more than this um, high school or this college black graduate. How does that work? You know, and she's like expert at, at this. Like, you know, the, the system is set up so people can't make money. No, it's not set up. Anybody can make money. You know, you know what that white college dropout or white high school dropout probably did he probably picked up a hammer and started shingling houses and probably makes a good money probably has a bad back and fucked up knees but he's making good money and the black guys probably went for gender studies and guess what no one's hiring for that boom you know yeah the college it just drives me nuts no nobody cares what you do just do it good you know, if yeah. you want to be good at some, or if you want to make money, then then be good at something. And you're not going to be good at something unless you keep doing it. So, the college graduate doesn't really matter what their race is. Just the college graduate that's entitled and says, "Well, I can't find a job where I don't start off at a hundred thousand dollars a year, working thirty-two hours a week." <sighs> right. 
Um, and sorry, Darren, I don't mean to delay you up here for your worst person here either, but you know, now that we're, you know, we were talking about that immigration too. Um, it reminded me of something else, you know, the reason why the Democrats want this mass crossing is, is that they're hoping to change demographics and thinking that if they let all these people in, they're going to, you know, you're going to have so many people out there voting, um, and, and one of the things that they're still trying to ram down everybody's throat is um, that S1 initiative. In fact, here's something that was truly despicable this week, um, is, is that when all of this was going on in Afghan- Afghanistan, Chuck Schumer secretly held a, held a vote at 3 o'clock in the morning to try and push S1 through, um, and that's the Voting Rights Act. Uh, where it would federalize um, uh, uh, voting rights and strike down a lot of uh, these states' um, voting laws that they've put into place. Um, and, and luckily, Ted Cruz uh, heard about it, and he was able to stop that vote from happening. Yeah. So never waste a tragedy. While, while Amer- American citizens and people who supported us are dying, well, this is our perfect opportunity to get this unpopular bill pushed through. Yep. All right. Um, let me see here. Oh, okay. So my worst person of the week is George Stephanopoulos. He uh, got a chance to interview um, Barack, or Joe Biden this morning. So it's going to air tomorrow on ABC, Good Morning America, the interview with Joe Biden. And it's probably going to be longer than 10 minutes, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, But he basically asked him softball questions. The ones that they've released so far are, I mean, they're simple, simple questions. There's no reason why they, I mean, of course, they were answered poorly. Like, like the, like, what do you think about the, about the, about the video of the people falling out of the airplanes? Well, that was four or five days ago, you know, the answer to that, which is just maddening, you know, it's just, just, I don't know it, but he had the chance to ask him, you know, why? I mean, like, are you going to resign? I mean, he had a chance to ask him actual questions like, will you resign because of this? This is the worst thing ever. Like, and actually press him, but he's not, he's hitting him with kids gloves. He's asking him softball questions like, did you do anything? Do you believe that you did anything wrong? Which, of course, you there's always stuff that you do wrong. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just an easy question to endear people to your cause. And, you know, the, the two questions that they, that, they, that they get out of it are that and that we've seen so far. But, you know, he's not going to ask him any hard questions. And and right now we need somebody to actually hold hold him accountable and he's not going to. So. He's by far the worst person of the week. Yeah, it it is amazing to me that that the press has um, I don't know they they seem to at least be pushing back a little bit, and it's not just the one reporter out there that that's pushing back on some of these uh, questions. But you have you have an insider in uh, George Snuffleupagus, um, you know that uh, I mean obviously he has huge ties to the Clinton administration because um, he was Bill Clinton's um, yeah, press secretary. Yeah. 
And and so I mean he's going to provide as much cover as he can. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. If uh, you want to reach out and send a comment in, you can email me uh, at Darren D A R I N at thefewcast.com or you can tweet us at at few podcast f e w p o d c a s t. Until next week, uh, have a good one. <laughs>